Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the for the Broncos, I'll never forget old Ed, Easy Ed McCaffrey, stiff-arming Sharp, <laughs> Darren Sharper, yeah. and running for like another 20 yards for a touchdown. He just kind of punked him with a stiff arm to the face mask. Of course, yeah. Real football. Of course, uh, Sharper's in prison now, so... He, he wishes he was on a field getting stiff-armed by Ed McCaffrey now. Uh, another one that could go a million different Let's ways. Let's not even we'll go, just, go, th- we'll so go anyway, there. So anyway, here, Joe, uh, the point spread is five. Who do you got? Um, I got the Packers winning. I got them 35-28. Uh, 35-28. Okay, Sam, I am. What do you got? I'm going to go Packers, but I'm going to go lower scoring. I'm going to say 21-17. 21-17. I don't have him covering, but I just think it's going to be a lot more closer than people think. Jimmy. Packers, 21-28. Offense figures it out from last week, and okay. uh, they're not going to screw around. Well, you think so, eh? So, anyway, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Packers will still win, but the Carolina Panthers are going to uh, lose – 24-21. Did you go Chargers last week? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did I go Chargers? I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because the Chargers won, right? Yeah. If they won, yeah, I, that's who I picked, all right. Oh, so, man. yep, that was me. I know. You know. And Bush, as soon as I leave, I'm going to go start working on my sheets and spreadsheets they and stuff like uh, that. They don't Get call you for Captain my... Dan Bush for, yeah, for no yeah, I reason. I run a little 800 right. number. People can call for a little tip here and there, and right. I make a little cash on the side. and right. help Running you know, book. I'll pay kids. You know, I'm helping people fund their kids' college education with my educated guesses. So There you go. So anyway, Joe, uh, did you leave your address information with, uh, no? Um, I haven't yet. Okay. So as soon as we put you on hold, get that information and... Uh, I will uh, I, now. I, I got to get the uh, gift certificate from Tom Newbauer. So hang tight. We'll get it to you. Okay. So you know, if you don't get it this week, you will get your uh, certificate in the mail. All right, no problem. I appreciate it. All right, we'll put you on hold. Get the info. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yep. Okay, that was a different Joe. I don't think that was Joe in Monaco. No, no. We no, talked Jim. to Joe. And Jim. 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 Was, was that Jim? Jim? Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. It was Joe. It was Joe. Yeah. You go. You getting all Newbauer on me, messing up names, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> you got no excuse for it. He does. He had all those concussions growing up as a kid and stuff like that. And so, anyway, a um, couple of things I wanted to talk about, uh, Jim. Here we're talking about raffles, and uh, I got this in the mail. I don't know if you got this. A Ducks Unlimited is having a huge raffle. Their big national raffle. This is, is a big it? national raffle. Now I was looking at this thing here, and there's some. Prizes. Uh, if you win the grand prize for the Ducks Unlimited Fall Sweepstakes grand prize, you got your choice of one of two. Option one is a Colorado elk hunt for two. Your grand prize will include a bull elk hunt for you and a companion. $14,000 value, five nights lodging at a ranch, four days hunting with the professional guide, good food, and airport ground shuttle transfers, or... 
Look at all these rifles and shotguns, Jim. You can get it fourteen thousand. It's called the option two, the ultimate ten gun dream package. Uh, and they've got a Browning, two Brownings, no, four Brownings, uh, Winchester, two Benellis, uh, five Brownings, uh, Beretta. So a lot of shotguns, a lot of good rifles. And, um, yeah, so. Which but, one do you choose? Well, you'd win all of them, dude. Oh, you win the whole yeah, shooting match. Yeah, option number two. It's no worth, pun intended. It's valued at $14,000. You get to hunt and win the guns. Yeah, and, off to Colorado uh, we go. Are you taking me if we if you win? Yeah, yeah, I'll take you. Okay. All right, as long as you. You're the best as, But I got to make you chip in for something. I'll figure. Yeah, it out. All right, you got to. I'll bring the coffee gotta, and the bullets. Okay, maybe you make your keep. But uh, as far as uh, bring my fly rod. As far as tickets, um, you can pay thirty five dollars and get fifty tickets. I think it said, uh, all the way down to like I don't know ten dollars for ten or whatever. But I will be entering this, so uh, I'm sure if our any of our listeners were to go to Ducks Unlimited online, you could probably get in on a, a sweepstakes. And I'm sure as the season, uh, as the time progresses here, uh, that our, our own chapters here of Ducks Unlimited will be promoting that type of thing. Do you ever, did I ever tell you about the time I won the 7MM at a walleye's? I think it was a walleye's for tomorrow. Went to a walleye, you went to a walleye's dinner and won we a were, uh We were emceeing years ago, myself, John, and uh, Tom, and uh, we... Uh, we were. I was calling the raffle winners. Now I had gone to one of the gun boards previously and and bought. I think I bought one ticket, being the usual cheap guy that I am. And I I looked at all the firearms and I said to the guy, I said, "Oh, that seven mm right there is what I would take." It was a Ruger bolt action. So I'm calling the winners, and I keep calling the. I call the ticket number. There's silence. Everybody's sitting quiet, and I keep reading it over and over. And then I look down, on the on the platform there or on the whatever uh, stand, and I look, glance at my ticket, and I go, oh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> then they all booed. They thought the fix was in. Right. Yeah. So that, that was the one that I sold to Chad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that rifle. I, yeah, that rifle. Yeah, he seven, bought that. 7mm, yeah. Yep. And I used the proceeds to buy my Ruger 44 Meg. So, But anyway, yeah, raffles, I've been pretty lucky. And, and now you used to go to some, some really good raffles. That you guys would win a lot. We Why don't would. you tell our listeners and, that? Well, you know, I sometimes I think, uh, um, you know, you have to say you have to spend money to. Uh, uh, that's the whole point of this to uh, benefit the duckies and the elk and the. Well, these, these clubs <laughs> but, don't have these uh, raffles, so they lose, they lose money. Lose that's money. for sure. Kind of like uh, Vegas. But um, sometimes when you get into, I, they sometimes they get so big in the metropolitan areas. These dinners, your odds are less. Your odds are way less. But if you get to some of these smaller chapters that actually do a lot of local stuff with the money, um, uh, your odds are <laughs> way better, and they didn't have just the same up, amount of prizes. Didn't you guys go up to Wapaka years ago? It was your, no, it was Oneida. It was uh, Sugar Camp, I believe. It was a DU dinner in Sugar Camp, and we went up there and just after that they didn't allow. Uh, they moved the dinner to like a Wednesday night. And oh, uh, so you guys can go out they, there because it was yeah it was it was too uh, they did it on a Friday or Saturday everybody all the city slickers came from out of town with all their hundred dollar bills and uh, and uh, nobody won anything because we walked out of there with I think just about everything big off the table the yeah the national qualifier gun for the truck and the bows and the arrows and all the fun stuff so uh, so that 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 dinner that's the history why that dinner is now on a wednesday or a thursday okay. instead of the usual friday up there but uh but you you, have, you can't win if you don't play well i won and, at a um, real big one uh years ago dan johnson took me myself tom and john to the sci 
That's the Safari yep. Club, right? Correct. Yeah. A bunch of rich guys, right? Yeah. I, they I, have I, money. I felt like I didn't belong. But any well, I am a wealthy you are a wealthy landowner land from Douglas County, from, right? Yes. So I don't know what I'm thinking. Single, I'm, I'm just being single. That's right. I'm just being modest there. Um, but uh, anyway, I sat there all night long waiting for them to do those lousy gun boards. And it's like 10 o'clock. John bailed at 8. Tom bailed at 9. And I'm sitting by myself at a table thinking, gosh darn, I could be in bed right now because yep. I had to get up to do the show the next morning. And there were two guns left, two left. And they called my number and I got up there just in time. It was exactly what I wanted, a Ruger mini ranch rifle in 223. You, and you love that rifle. Which I wanted to do some yote hunting, coyote hunting. Have I shot a coyote with it? No. Nope. But it's always there in case I want to try and go and shoot a coyote. The only thing with that uh, Ruger mini ranch rifle, to be honest with you, Jim, the trigger pull is like... Almost six pounds. It's, it's a ranch rifle. It's meant to... Well, it's meant... The Ruger Mini Ranch Rifle was originally designed to be thrown in the back of a pickup truck. Yep. And it had, like, open sights, a peep sight that you could pull out. And, uh, you know, there there's a fox running across the field. Whack you know, a there's a, or, there's, yeah. a, there's a woodchuck standing there. Whack them. Um, but I actually put a scope on it. In the earlier... Uh, the early models of the Mini Ranch... They had kind of a bad rap for not so good accuracy. This yep. one's fairly accurate. Right. Yeah, I got a Redfield scope on it, and I got it sighted in, so I got confidence that if I ever get a crack at a coyote that uh, I'm not betting on the coyote. I'm betting on I'm betting you on You would me. have to get up and go coyote hunting. Uh, that would involve yeah. sitting there with the call. Out sitting all night. In the I've done uh, it. I know. I when you got you had your though. little furry feather thing yeah, I got that you one put of out those in the wood, a tail that, thing I got with that, a wiggle of... It's <laughs> the wiggle box, I called it. Here, get your little wiggle box. Let's go sit all night. It's a full moon. You know, I was with my friend Mike Scalander, though, last year, hunting right down the road from Carly's. And, okay. and he had a bunch of, he and I were deer hunting late season, and a siren went by, and all of a sudden this whole pack of coyotes started howling. Sure, sure. So we go out there, right? And I set up, and I try the rabbit. doesn't work. I try all these calls. He's sitting kind of in a marsh area. I'm sitting on the edge of the field. It's just gotten dark. And I hit this lone uh, coyote, you know, kind of a howl. And all of a sudden, I hear this deep, deep howl from right over by Mike. And next thing you know, all heck breaks loose with a whole pack of them. And they sounded like they were on top of us. And he said two of them went running by at about 75 yards away. He had a shotgun with buckshot, and they were headed in my direction. And they never came out. Then I went out there one time by myself. Same thing. The wily coyotes would not come out into the open. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be back. I'm going after him. I think we got to go to break now. So coming up is our last segment. So that's it always goes yeah, quick. Yeah, the train's almost hitting it. Choo choo. Yeah. Hang with us till we hit the station, guys. We'll be back. Welcome back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this beautiful Saturday morning. we got a couple of minutes left on the ride here. And on the line, I believe we have our Boulder Junction connection, Mr. Dennis Royce. Good morning, Dennis. 
Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Doing good. It's uh, Tom's not with us today, but we got uh, my buddy Jim Komar here. So uh, we've been talking a little up north, grouse hunting and stuff like that. So what's the report? The report from the Northwoods is that a week ago, I went last Sunday, I went on the lake, fished in an open open water, and this Sunday I could probably go out and ice fish. That's the difference in a week's time. Well, that's. That's a report we got uh, from Oneida County. Was that Joe that gave us the report? Anyway, yeah, we had an Oneida County report. Yeah, no. we heard guys were on on early ice in in getting walleyes. Yes, it's it's thin ice. You got to be careful. And I would say in a line from Manaqua to Rhinelander, you know that area, uh, and then further north, you've got most of the big uh, small lakes frozen, freezing up or froze up. And the bigger lakes are still open. They are still fishing. The muskie action has been pretty good, but uh, uh, the walleye season is going to go come to a quick halt here pretty soon. And we'll, until we get on the ice, of course. But uh, uh, some deer hunters coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, there should be snow on the ground and should be in good conditions for deer hunting. So do you that's... ever do you ever get deer hunters, Dennis, uh, doing a combo where they set a couple tip-ups for walleyes and and also sit on a stand for deer? Oh yeah, they. Lots of times they'll go up and hunt in the morning for deer, and maybe go out in the afternoon and fish on the lakes for walleyes. And and they, you probably could, you could if you got an area where that you could hunt and throw some tip ups out and sit there and look for deer and fish at the same time. I don't know why not. It would work, but uh, uh, it doesn't always have that conditions up here where you got that ice that strong at this time of the year. But uh, it looks like we're going to have it this year. So what are the uh, what are the deer numbers up by you? They say the deer numbers are up. I look around, and I'm driving, and I'm on the roads a lot. Uh, I don't think they're as high as they as they used to be. I, I know they're not as high as they used to be, but uh, I, for some strange reason, normally this time of year I've seen a lot of bucks already, and I've seen very few, and I'm on the road a lot, and I've seen very few bucks. I know it's just maybe it's just not in the right spot at the right time, I guess, but uh, uh, one thing I do see a lot of, and it's been uh, the last couple of years, is more and more turkeys. Uh, uh, in the woods and on the roads, a lot of lot of the, the turkey flock is getting bigger and bigger. So, do a lot of guys target the turkeys up there? Is that big? Yeah, uh, turkeys. Well, of course, grouse hunting too. But uh, I I don't see a lot of turkey hunters. I I see a lot of grouse hunters, but not a lot of turkey hunters. But uh, it just seems that there's a lot of them up here right now. It's not something that you used to see once in a while. Now you see them all over. So what do you think, uh, two weeks we is the opening of the big hunt? Do you guys figure you'll have snow? Do you have snow now, or what's up? We have snow now. We have snow right now. The ground is white. Uh, you guys got more snow down there than we did. I see in Madison they had so far this year almost 12 inches of snow. But uh, uh, we got a good dusting on the ground right now. If I'm looking out the window where I'm sitting, uh, it's white, and it would be excellent vision. And I... The weather forecast for this next week is supposed to stay cold, and then it looks like it's going to stay cold for the following week. So I think we're going to have good good uh, wood conditions for deer hunting. Yeah, and that's not always the case. I can remember some some deer hunting seasons where it was like crazy. It was like 50 degrees. T-shirt and, weather. Yeah, I uh, remember my uncle one time up in Douglas <laughs> County comes walking out of the out of the woods and he's he takes every he's stripped down to no shirt anything he's just walking around bare chested sweating like crazy yeah. um yeah so having some snow i think would be good and then i was going to ask you how do you target the early ice walleyes uh well when we're early ice fishing obviously we're fishing in shallower water 
and uh, if you're tip-up fishing, uh, you obviously you, you're you're setting up your tip-ups close to the bottom, and and usually it's a it's a better night bite. When I'm saying a night bite from three to three o'clock in the afternoon to six o'clock, and uh, that seems to be the best time to get out there. And generally, we're on bar uh, bars that are coming up to about oh two three feet of water. Sometimes as shallow as is a foot and a half of water. Are you, but, uh, they come in. They come in to eat, and and uh, if you can get get into a spot when they're coming up off the deeper edges. Uh, you'll catch walleyes, and it's fun when you're chasing tip-ups, and it's not so hard that time of year because there's not a lot of snow, and you can get around pretty easy. Are you just hanging a shiner, just like right underneath the ice, then basically in shallow? Hey, and that, that's all we're doing, or using a jigging spoon or something and putting a like a minnow head on it. But a shiner hook, generally we hook them in the back or towards the tail, and let them swim. And uh, uh, to, or Dan, quite often we're using very small minnows. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know, the smaller minnows seem to work extremely well, and, and uh, uh, sometimes with a small treble hook on it, you know, a very light bait, so so they don't feel the hook when they when they go to take a bite at them. What kind of leader do you use? Are you going with fluorocarbon for the stealth or just a real thin braid? What do you like? Thin braid, uh, sometimes a fluorocarbon works, but uh, at this time of the year, you'll also have northern action, and, and you might want to put some very, very thin uh, 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 wire leaders on, you know, because otherwise you're going to lose the fish. Okay, and then in that shallow water, do you does it pay to to once you get set up to get off in in a way from from where the tip ups are? Because I would think in that shallow with just a little bit of ice, maybe tromping around on top of it, would that possibly make the fish spookier? Yeah, good good point. That's exactly right. You set up and you stay a ways away from your tip-ups and your whatever you got set up, unless you're jigging, of course. But uh, when it's shallow like that, yes, and those fish do. I, I know they sense that because you're walking across, you're making noise, banging the equipment around. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna move, and uh, the best thing to do is set them up and then move back. You know, a couple hundred feet and just sit back and get the pretzel can out and soda and and watch the flags go. Gotcha. And then, after them, you don't usually don't want to take all, a bunch of guys with you. A lot of times, if you got two, three guys fishing, you all want to walk over there. Well, that kind of spooks the area as well. Yeah, so it, it so it pays to be a little bit on the stealthy side. And then as the season progresses, do the fish make a transition to deep weed edges and so forth? Or yeah, yeah they, they do. They start moving deeper, and even at like I said, we fish at three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the fish will go from the shallow water. At, right at dusk at the sunset and then they start moving out deeper and you'll you'll tell that because obviously your flags or your tip-up sets you got close stop working and then now the deeper ones are starting to work so you know they're moving back they come in and out of we fish a lot of uh river edges and where there's the where the water flow is into the lakes and uh you've got water current and we fish the deeper edges of those and then we fish up like like i say up shallow water up to about two three feet of water gotcha Gotcha. And you said now the musky season, guys are still soaking suckers for those. Does that go? Does that go yeah. through November or through December now? That's just uh, November. November. It's yeah. November up there. Yeah, it's yeah. November. Yeah. Highway tends yeah. the line on that too, I think, Dan. Yep. Okay. And that's uh, that's the end of it then. But they are getting some nice fish. I know a friend of mine just texted me a picture. He picked up a 54 the other day, and and uh, it was a fat. Fish. Oh my God! It's, yeah, tis the season. Fun. 
Yeah, that's a nice fish. So. Send that uh, send that to our email uh, there, Dennis. And think, speaking of our email, if any of our listeners sent an email, Tom knows how to get into the email. So He holds the secret I password. I don't. So it's not like we're ignoring you if you sent us anything there. So I'll do that. I'll send you a bunch of photographs. All right. Sounds good, Dennis. Thanks okay, for calling. Have a nice weekend. Take care. Bye. Be good up there. All right. Take care, buddy. So, yeah, that's Dennis, our Boulder Junction connection. Ice fishing time. You got to shoot some deer. Yes. Eat a turkey. Oh, you know what I bought this week, Jim? What'd you buy, Dan? I'm glad you asked. I uh, I bought a new 8-inch laser hand auger. Elect hand. Hand auger, yeah. Hand- oh. So I don't have to lug the big, you know, giant 10-inch motor out onto the lake. And, Are we going to uh, hook a drill up to that this week? Uh, well, no, I'm just going to use my own bicep power and, uh, and use that. But I was smart. You know what I did? I got a piggy bank, right? Sure. I dumped it out and got $72.17. About the price of a and laser I, hand Yep, auger. and I got yep. that new auger. Uh-huh. Pays to go. save your change, guys. So Every penny right. counts. That's all I got. It was good to be back in the studio, Dan. Yep. Instead of in a tree. Everybody's got to stay safe out there tonight. Yep. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law